1: Before we start the show, a word from our sponsors. Yeah, Lyndon, we got sponsors these days. That's right, buddy. Let's do this. The official wax sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast is... Boo Wax. The best wax in the game. Sticky icky. If you go to your local surf shop and they don't have it, Demand demand it. It's the best. Next up is
0: dash mortgage for what all your lending needs refi home loan new home purchase equity line they're your go-to mortgage institution what what's their phone number seven one four seven eight four five seven three six that is seven one four seven eight four five seven three six dash Mortgage.
1: Okay. Where do we like to eat? Oh.
0: Our good friends own an insane southwestern Mexican restaurant called Caliente. S- oh see. Cisel hot.
1: What's their phone number?
0: Caliente Costa Mesa 949-515-0909. They have a store, restaurant, front. They cater. They have the goods for small parties, corporate parties, events, and just insane good food.
1: And if you're going to Nicaragua, where do you go?
0: Mark and Dave's. Mark and Dave's. (laughs) Markanddaves.com. Welcome, friends and family and all you podcasters out there. Welcome to the Late
1: Night with Chalky podcast. You got it right, babe. Today, <laughs> <me> we <laughs> are in beautiful Venice, California. It is beautiful. I in a beautiful house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When our very special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, surfer, charger, entrepreneur, business aficionado, Gav. Gavin Dogan.
2: That's it. What's That's happening, it. boys? Did What's I it right? You did. Awesome. Most awesome. people don't.
1: Dude, uh, we're stoked to be here at your house, uh, but before we get into all your entrepreneurship, let's talk about how you got into surfing. How
2: I got into surfing, I was six years old, and uh, I grew up in Amschlanga in Durban in South Africa.
1: Say that again? It's
2: called Umschlange. It's a Zulu name. (laughs) Umschlange is actually the right pronunciation. And uh, yeah, I just grew up on the beach and would go to the beach every day with my family. Like that was our thing. And when I was six years old, I just, uh, I, uh, you know, I would sponge when I was like four years old. I was like, wait a minute. It's not that cool lying down on on a wave. (laughs) We all start there though. We all start
0: laying down on the boogie.
2: And then uh, at six, my brother actually got me a surfboard and uh Called your brother how much older he's like eight nine years older than me okay. um and then yeah i just started surfing man he actually uh your
1: he dad pe- surfed too
2: my dad was a surfer yeah my dad was from cape town from musenberg musenberg was like a huge surf community back in the day mm. and uh he was um yeah he was part of the initial crew that helped take some of the dudes down and end the summer one uh awesome. up, you know up that drive towards um really yeah yeah. Was
1: it James Whitmore or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, the, I, I don't think. The main guy or whatever? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I, think, I don't think his first name's James, though, but. John? John, John Whitmore, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad was an OG surf dude from Musenberg in Cape Town, which was like where kind of surfing started in South Africa, that's I amazing. believe, back in the day.
0: Was is South Africa like. Surfing's like a main sport there, like some other countries, right? Like it's footy, um, like soccer, surfing, like as you're kind of.
2: Yeah, I think I think Geordie has really put surfing on the map there because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like whenever there's like an athlete that does really well from like, a, you know, a small country, it's like all of a sudden that, you know, they put that sport on the map, you know, but yeah. I think Geordie's really helped do that in a big way. Um, but beyond that, I mean, you know, the population of, you know, um, Surfers to the rest. It's very small. So yeah. small. You know, soccer is probably like one of the biggest things there, just because of like how big the yeah. African population is, and then rugby. Rugby. Is a really big deal, and then cricket. Yeah. Um, cricket too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A
0: lot of English influence. Yeah. yeah. Do they call it rugby or footy, or is it both?
1: Rugby. Rugby. Yeah. All right, I don't Unless
2: know. things have changed since I left, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so six years old started surfing. Yeah.
2: Six years old started surfing, first, and
1: first surfboard was what.
2: Oh, dude, it was a, a uh, not Smith, oh my God, I'm going completely dead. Um, I think it was a Spider Murphy. Okay. A Spider Murphy board.
1: South uh, African shaper?
2: Yeah, South yeah. African shaper. He was like an OG shaper back in the day. Um, And yeah, he used to, I think like all the boys used to ride his boards back in the day. You know, all the good surfers. I
1: kind of remember the logo a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah yeah and so
1: surfing took over your life
2: yeah surfing just took over I just became obsessed with it it became an absolute outlet for me an obsession and I would literally like after school go surfing I'd, I would surf every single day It's amazing and I was pretty stuck. my brother like the first time I surfed he actually paddled me out into like bigger waves and I think right then and there like my fear like kind of went away wow. you know so yeah I was just like obsessed with it man and I just wanted to be good at it and yeah
1: was your brother good at too, or
2: no he's actually a he i don't think he actually even got into it he was a good sponger back in the day mm-hmm. and now he <laughs> he lives in the south bay and he's a paddleboarder okay. so and a foiler okay so, well we'll change the subject really quick <laughs> <Yeah>. for...
1: <laughs> but your your dad was a surfer yeah and...
2: my dad was a surfer he was a longboarder back in the day and yeah that's cool um i just i just think where i grew up and my surroundings was part of like me getting into surfing yeah. you know it was yeah. like the thing to do you know so well, you yeah.
0: live, live in a pretty pristine coastline and the waves are pretty good there yeah and it's relatively warm most of the year right yeah barely Jay's been on the there a bunch of times
2: yeah yeah the water's warm Indian Ocean yeah. you know um
0: filled with life it's warm yeah. all year round well up in the Durban mm. area it's pretty warm yeah like oh, wow. in the
2: in the winter you can get away with like wearing a short john you know wow. like, Short arms, short legs. Yeah. But, the, yeah.
0: The air gets a little cool sometimes, but yeah. like water stays pretty warm, huh? Yeah. Hmm.
2: yeah. And man, the waves get good out there, the i tell you. waves are good. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, dude. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about, all from the comfort of your home, isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
1: Competition play?
2: Yeah, yes, it's funny because like, you know today i don't surf that well at all but when right. i was a, when i was a grom i used to i have i have surfed shred. with
1: you personally but i've seen clips of you oh, i yeah. told
2: you they call me the closeout barrel king around here <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah no when i was a grom i was you know i was doing pretty good i, I was competing um, up until about maybe 14 15 16 I kind of I actually started playing a bit of rugby and it kind of got me out of it Hmm. a bit but uh became a jock huh yeah a little bit of a jock Mm -hmm. i was pretty good at it i was like captain of my team and like you know but uh yeah it was a weird one like um i was like all right well if i'm gonna be in the top 10 i'll make money doing surfing if i'm not i'm not gonna make money i don't really see myself being in the top 10. yeah maybe i Gave up on it a bit, but I didn't, you know, I didn't see it. So I was like, yeah. all right, I'm just going to go. you pretty realistic of, about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Jew, you know, i got Jewish parents that are like <laughs> probably telling me you're not going to make fucking money doing surfing. So I kind of got out of it a bit because of that, you know. Jay is um, not a
1: Jew. Don't let his nose fool you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, bro.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I used to I, compete. I am on the uh, business side, though.
0: On, <laughs> yeah, please. you are. He's a
1: shrewd little shy. Ste- oh, just kidding. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So, um, did a little competition, yeah, then started playing some footy.
2: Um, I think part of the competition side maybe took a little bit of the joy out of surfing for me. Yeah. It became a little too stressful and like, you know, like putting too much pressure and I think why I started surfing and why I love surfing is just the idea of going to surf and yeah. it being this amazing escape in nature and like, you know just being that one time to yourself with freedom and everything like Mm -hmm. that. And I think the competitive side just was like, but that's kind of
0: like the, the the balance of like, you have to do the contest to continue that love and passion and support to get like the sponsorships and do
1: it. Did did you get sponsored? I was, yeah. Okay.
2: I was sponsored by Rip Curl. They gave me uh, wetsuits. Um, And then I was sponsored by, um, it was called Instinct back in the day. That I remember That was Sean, Instinct. Sean Thompson's yeah. brand. That was yeah. big. So it was sponsored by Instinct.
1: Tom Carroll wrote for him for a hot second. Yeah. Yeah. And then... uh what the hell is that guy's name? Michael I, Burness? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. He's into the South African guy, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I had a couple sponsors, you know. But yeah, nothing, nothing major. Yeah. Just to cut, you know. No... No, like checks coming in the mail, yeah. you know? How
1: great was that feeling? You know, we talk about this, you know, yeah. getting your first box or getting your, the stickers for your board. Dude, like, the sticker, you know, like, the
2: stick, getting the stickers <laughs> where you could like, you know, put the sticker on your board, make sure you don't get any air bubbles in the fucking stickers. <laughs> and like knowing that you have that sticker on there because someone fucking wants you to have yes, the sticker on yes. there. Because, you know, a lot of dudes will be like, they'll just slap the stickers on there. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of a cool feeling. I was like, all right, you yeah. know? And, I, and I earned this It's, you know? it's still the
1: same <laughs> today It's still the same today When yeah. you get Yeah But like You know Even like Brett Simpson Or or, or Timmy Like you're, you're When you first Get sponsored and You know Team manager Or whatever And then You're like Holy shit You know You're just a grom You're like I'm gonna get free stuff yeah. You know Rip Curl wants me to ride for him Instinct wants me to ride for him And then yeah. you get that first box And you're like You put the clothes on You're yeah. like Damn dude Yeah and then yeah. you can kind of show up to your parents like, I'm "See, I'm not wasting my time. You know, I'm getting free stuff. You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> weren't you at yeah. school studying?" I'm like, "Well, because I'm getting a free wetsuit. So I'm going surfing."
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it was rad. Right.
1: So, any like early dream surf trips back in the day, like as a grom? Or?
2: Yeah, like uh, I never quite got to the point where like I traveled internationally as much, but obviously I would go a lot around South Africa competing. Yeah, like but- you know. um, but uh, my dream was always to go to Indo, which I still have not been to to this day. What? It's like the only place in the world I literally have not been to is Indo. So I think like one day when I'm like fucking not as busy as I am and I'm chilling, I'm going to get a fucking rent a boat for a fucking month and just do what I always wanted to do when I was I was going to say, fuck, you know? let's do it, but I can't do <laughs> it for a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: well, don't don't do it. Don't wait too long to where you, you're going in these perfect ways and you're all freaking broken. You yeah,
1: going October and November. Yeah, those are the months to go. where It's less right, like re- less crowded. Hey, don't yeah.
0: no. It's good all year round. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> I definitely got one of my dreams conquered where I went to you know Cloud Break. I always wanted to go to Cloud Break, and now I've been there like three, four times. Dude, that yeah. place I is just fucking been. ridiculous. Yeah, you know?
1: Larson's gone, but yeah, you didn't you yeah. didn't score, huh?
0: Uh, we got some pretty good waves, yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, it it's, a little, it's a
0: crazy wave. Funky, yeah. funky, funky winds, kind of challenging, but uh, so sick. Yeah, so sick. Any um, any trips to because South Africa's, you know, it's located kind of not too close to anything else no. you ever go to like Mauritius or reunion or any of the other like
2: yeah I went to Mauritius as, well as I was growing apparently per my parents that's how I got freckles on my face was <laughs> my trip to Mauritius but I never actually surfed there I yeah. never surfed reunion a lot of my friends I grew up with would go to reunion yeah it looks like like really sick little fun like left yeah like, point breaks over there but never no did it man anymore though right huh? no one surfs there anymore. they do no. but it's, I think yeah, there were some sketchy. shock problems uh, yeah. out there yeah, yeah. Um, but no but you know I think there's like really good waves all around South Africa pretty much surf most of them you know? um, yeah and then now living here in the states like just I've done a lot of central South America where there's really sick waves you yeah, know yeah. Like, that's kind of the thing to do yeah
0: it's stop stop Hop, jump, what? What is it? <laughs> Top, stop, Hop, skip, pop, skip, skip, and a jump down to it, <laughs> like right down down the central. That's it. There's yeah. a lot of good ways down there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you're close to the airport, so yeah, that yeah. makes it LA accessible. Huh. So, growing up, st- stop surfing competition. Um, Did you go to college or what was your education Yeah,
2: so it was funny, like my parents were like, when I was 18 and I finished high school, they were like, you need to get the fuck out of here. And they kind of kicked me out and like, my dad was like, just go travel. So I went traveling, I went to Europe. And uh, after the first three weeks, lost all my vomits for money that I had saved. (laughs) Called my dad, I wanted to come home. My dad told me that, you know, to get fucked and uh, so I landed up staying in Europe for like literally like 10 months where I backpacked I went to like 15 countries wow. and really like it was one of the best years of my life where apparently I found myself <laughs> but uh, then I jumped on a plane to America and my brother was here and he just started a business out here and I was like all right I could live here and so I decided to stay here so and, hold up, well, yeah backtrack a little bit yeah. so
1: you were 18 yeah bar mitzvah money yeah blew it all blew it all in in a short amount of time three weeks three weeks yeah but you spent 10 months in europe
2: yeah figured out how to work got a construction gig you know lifting doing some heavy did some telly sales of which this jew crushed top (laughs) sales yeah i like that Was like the top employee (laughs) over there
0: finding your calling right there yeah so wait so i worked
2: for like I worked for like three months in London and made enough money to go backpack the rest of Europe, and so I went all over Europe with the money that I made in three months. You're kidding me. Yeah. What were you selling? Drugs. Dude. <laughs> telecom. Yeah. It's, it's it's called telecom
0: over there. teledrugs drugs?
2: <laughs> no, it's just I don't know. The construction job fucking sucked, but yeah, yeah. But those um, are
0: like I mean, you look back, those are probably you know, like you said, that was the best. Your, your life, just yeah. learning, okay, this is a job I definitely yeah. don't ever want to do again, so how do yeah. I avoid...
1: Bro, at 18 years old... Breaking my back. Right? Yeah. Like, thousands of miles away from home,
2: yeah. no money. It, it made me it made me grow up, you know? Yeah, obviously. It made me tough. Um, and I, you know, like, I didn't make much money. I just, like, a couple nights I would sleep in a park, sleep in hostels everywhere I went. You know, I got by. I just wanted to explore and see the world of it, you yeah. know? What so,
1: was... Uh, like, what did you do? Like...
2: Um, I just went all over, you know? Do some partying, um, though? Yeah, a lot of partying. <laughs> um, some of some part of the trip, I had some of my best friends with me. Some part of it, I was by myself. Yeah. Um, it was really, like, just meeting lots of interesting people yeah. that were also traveling. Um, there was no surfing involved, because Europe. You yeah. know? I mean, I didn't go to France or anything like that. Or, like, you know, like, where the beaches are. Yeah. Um, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. What's up? So, I'm so sorry. No worries, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I just partied and, and, and got you, by and explored.
0: And you came to America because your brother was here. Came so did America. you have to make
1: money for your plane ticket, too? Uh,
2: or did your dad I had, help you? I had yeah. enough money. Wow. Yeah. I had enough money for my plane ticket. Yeah, at this point, my parents were like, you're on your own. Yeah. Um And yeah, so I came here and I really loved America. It was, uh, it seemed like this very big place that was endless, you know, that was like America. It's like, you know, where I grew up was like a very small niche town. Everyone knows each other here. It's like you're a small fish in a big pond, you know? And I decided to stay here and I went to college, put myself in college. You were like 19? Yeah, yeah. Um, had to get my grades back up so I had to go to community college first because like the South African schooling system is different here yeah and then I got a I got a degree but while I was in college I worked four jobs I was a doorman at a nightclub in Hollywood (laughs) I would work in my brother's warehouse like four days a week just packing boxes and doing inventory
1: what what, uh, what's your what kind of business did your brother have
2: so he had a clothing clothing business Okay. Um, and, and that's how, that's how I grew up like my parents had a, a clothing manufacturing business in South Africa okay. so I mean, I've literally grown up in clothing my entire life Okay. in the worst industry in the world my whole life <laughs> 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 but um, yeah uh, so my brother uh, he uh, he just started a business where he was selling like graphic t-shirts to like a lot of the bigger retailers there was like Anchor Blue which was like Miller's Outpost yeah. um, you know JCPenney, Kohl's like all the uh, Hot Topic, Spencers.
1: Huge, all um, the big, are, big, big chains. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, and we, you know, and so I was, <clears throat> while I was in college, I was working for him and learning the business a little bit and you were trying dormant. to teach him myself. And um, I was a doorman at a nightclub in Hollywood, and then on the weekends, I had a swap meet. So I would go in Torrance and load up on all the overstock and like damages and shit like that, and set up a swap brothers. meet of my brother's okay. stuff and it was gnarly man the four years that I put myself through college where I had three jobs you know all these jobs and it's just like no life whatsoever just four years of like that's it like wow. seven days a week work you know yeah Um, but it was good because it really made me grounded yeah you know I was like um, and you were surfing and I was surfing I I think moving to LA I really got back into surfing again because I took like a four or five year hiatus. you know Mm. like where and i think it was kind of weird you know like that la would get me back into surfing when yeah. it has the worst w- waves in in the world I, yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it's not consistent and it's like you said close out barrels and yeah you yeah know, don't little, know you know grind reforms
2: but uh yeah <laughs> i just you know it's just being in the salt water man it doesn't matter you know and i started surfing venice i started like i've i started surfing venice like maybe like 17 years ago
0: okay
1: yeah. So when you moved here, mm-hmm. back from Europe, you lived in LA. Or yeah, I lived in LA Hollywood when...
2: first. Yeah. So I lived in Hollywood for like two, three years, um, and then my brother actually got a house down in Venice, and so I came down here. I lived with him on the couch, for, well, not in that house, but, yeah. and then eventually his wife kicked me out. <laughs> so I got my own little like studio spot, and yeah, and then just always moved around Venice, you know, different spots around Venice. So
1: you, you, you got a degree in what, what was your degree? Uh,
2: business management, the most boring degree you could ever get.
1: But, but it teaches you everything yeah, to yeah. run a business
2: though, right? Um, not really. I think <laughs> running a business comes from like just being learning experience, experience, yeah. hands on, you know? <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of things you can learn. Like, you know, in management, you learn a lot about like, just, you know,
1: how you should
2: and, how you should treat people yeah. and work and like you know there's simple things like an hr that i learned or simple accounting stuff or you know so there, there's a bit of that yeah. but a lot of it's just on the job man yeah, and yeah. even to this day like some of the shit i do it's like just on the job stuff yeah. you know learning as you go yeah yeah, yeah. um and there's, there's a part of me that hopes that like a part of the schooling system changes because I, I just don't think it's the best yeah you know
0: how long did you work for
2: your brother uh so i worked with my brother for about 13 14 years wow fantastic. and uh what was I, your brother's company called it was called hybrid apparel hybrid apparel okay. yeah and um yeah dude we we just started like going from graphic t-shirts to like um all different types of categories and tops to Cutting accessories self. to and we and you
1: were doing private label for people.
2: Private label, but also licenses. So mm-hmm. we had all the major licenses like Marvel, Disney. You know, you name so it. So
1: did your brother start this on his own? He here?
2: started it on his own. Yeah, my my dad put him into a job for a dude that was a screen printing company in San Diego called uh, Mad Engine, and they they They're still around, right? Yeah, they have yeah. the Marvel license and things okay. like that, and they supply Are like the
1: ones that bought Neff.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah and uh, they so he worked for them and then you know he started growing a big part of their business and he was like fuck it I'm gonna leave and just do this myself yeah and so at that point he started it by himself yeah and built it into a crazy big company and you know there's part of it too that I got in and he actually made me a partner and I built a certain part of the business and yeah we built it to serious size company yeah you know
1: that's cool Yeah. family sane. That's you, you, you just achieved the American dream right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Coming yeah. from a
1: foreign country.
0: And it, and it wasn't handed to you. You guys grinded it out seven days a week. Yeah. And put, you put it, in man. your time and put yourself through college. So it's like that's that's refreshing to hear because everybody thinks like, oh, somebody just gave this to them or they yeah. just, you know, got lucky or whatever. And it, it is a little bit of luck. Because that's it, what I thought, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, you yeah. know.
1: Grinding Rich, it out. Rich
2: no, shot, I mean kid. you know, I grew up pretty well in South Africa. Like my parents were like decently well off and all that and I think my dad like really hustled to get where he was and that's why he was like, You need to get out of here and go to Europe and he didn't give me anything from then onwards.
1: That's and the from only then onwards I
2: fought for myself. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Is that truthful? Like he yeah,
1: yeah. said, get the hell out of here. Well, in a nice
2: way. He was like guiding me a bit. He's like, you need to get out of here and go, you know. And it it was the best thing because if I stayed there, I'd probably be some lazy little fucking rich Jew boy. Like, you know. And so everything I've done up until this point has been me doing it myself. And obviously my brothers helped me in a really big way. Yeah. You know, but. But you put in time. I put it, yeah. And took risks, you
0: know, like coming over here and just, you know, putting yourself through. College I kind of respect yeah. you a little bit more. <laughs> There's
1: pictures of you charging fucking Venice and, and uh, Hammerland. I was like, damn, that dude's fucking awesome. And now you're more awesome. Oh, thank you. you. You've worked for it. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Linden,
0: Linden, if you could drop in, Lennon's going <laughs> to give you like two stars. And you're like <laughs> cool <laughs> and... Successful, yeah. you're at five stars right now.
1: He's he's at yeah. five stars.
0: I
2: that. love uh, I love getting Double beat, beat up in the ocean. There's yeah. nothing better.
0: There's nothing better, and that's yeah. what this show's about. Is you I know think... people that surf that have created their own path in their life that is you know awesome, but you know surfing is what connects us all. You know, and the passion for surfing is what we're all about. Yeah, yeah. We're,
1: we're all groms. So Ooh. so hybrid apparel. Yeah, and then what happened after that?
2: yeah so um i got out of that like six years ago um my brother and i were having challenges working together and he he was selling the business to a big private equity firm that you know there didn't need to be like two people running the business just one and so um i you know decided to leave and uh got bought out and um we got bought by the company got bought by Altamont capital which hmm. owns half, and oh, yeah. all that, yeah. Gosh, And um, yeah, so I left, and since you know, ba- basically, like it was a little bit of a bad breakup because we were grinding family brothers together yeah. for like fifteen years, it kind of ended not so positively. And then I took a break for three months, and I should have taken a break for like a good year, yeah. you know? and just because I was on that was... boat trip. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, yeah, that was your time. That was my time. Got paid out, yeah.
0: time to go travel.
2: And I felt like I was—I needed to still prove something to myself, yeah. you know? Was it so, a good payout? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. That. I mean, I don't know how it happened, you know, but it happened. And uh, Congratulations. Thank you, yeah. And so I was chilling at home for like two, three months, just had a kid. I was like, dude, I don't want my kid to look at me as some lazy dude on a couch, you know? So at that point, I decided that uh, I wanted to actually, like, I went on a trip to Tokyo. And my wife was like, you know, I love, like, all these, like, really dope, like, stores, like, in neighborhoods in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Like, that Pine was, Chico. like, very, like, it just seems special to me, that you know, like, that you could walk through, I think it was more like the Yama area, mm. where you walk through, and, like, there would just be a random store, like, with homes around it, you Yeah, know? I was, like, yeah. I was kind of fascinated by that, and, and that's kind of the birth of GA. I was, like, you know, like, we should just do a dope store in Venice. I noticed a lot of, like, just big companies coming to Venice and playing on Venice. yeah, um, And doing it in a way that just didn't seem like, you know, like, you're not even from here, you, you know, yeah. And so I was like, all right, let me just do something, make it more community driven. The intention was um, just to really have fun with something and do something with the community and, but not for it to be this crazy big, you know, company that I needed to build or whatever, like whatever that Your is. own
0: terms, your own, yeah, yeah. you know, vibe
2: and it was a good way for me to also network and meet people and just get me on my house and shit like that. So that's, okay. that was the birth of GA. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: for those that don't know, GA is general admission. Yep. Located at your 52 Brook Street, uh, Venice. Your, check right. it out.
1: Your wife kind of inspired you to say,
2: yeah, she was the one who <laughs> was like, you should do this. She probably wanted to just kick me out the house, but you know,
1: so, so, uh, what, why general admission? What, what was the, the
2: so yeah. So the initial, you know, the the idea was about an all-inclusive community about you know uh acceptance of everyone you know like all men created equal Generally, yeah um, it was like you know like in Venice you have this like old community here and you've got this new community and it was about like just creating this is it egalitarian i think is the right word e- egalitarian society of I'll like have to look that up. of yeah. all you people huh <laughs> 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 yeah but it's it's about you know, that was the idea on GA it was just uh about
1: come one come all yeah nice kind
2: of yeah.
0: like a, a, a lot of unique subcultures here so it's kind of yeah. embracing all of those which yeah.
2: is kind of weird because if you think about it, a lot of brands are not about being open to everyone they're about their thing right yeah. like it's a like a niche thing and that's what fashion is and that's what and so a lot of people would give me heat in the beginning but for me it was just it was just about community, you know, was the most important thing for what I was doing.
0: Yeah, Uh, you know, giving local, like, you know, artists, like an outlet to, like, showcase their stuff, supporting the community, but, you know, obviously, it's got to inspire you and and be (coughs) cool and different.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, a part of community got lost when I left South Africa, like, I had a big community there of friends and networks, and when I left, it's just like, all I did was work for, like, fucking you know with no community and I felt like I needed yeah. a form of community to come back into my life and that was that you yeah. know
1: so yeah Duma mm-hmm. was your partner in the in the beginning That's right, right yeah. yeah so we still you is, know each still still a little from, bit
2: involved but yeah
1: Did you know each other from South Africa No no so really? uh, I thought you for sure you guys were no. growing up buddies
2: So, Duma, how did Duma come about? So, like, I I think, like, 20 people would come up to me and say, oh, do you know Duma? I'm like, who the fuck's this Duma guy? (laughs) You know? Because I think when I left South Africa, I was old enough where Duma was just, he was still in Cape Town. And I think the minute I left South Africa, he moved to Durban. So, I grew up in Durban. I knew everyone in Durban, all the surfers, just from competing. And Duma was a lot younger. And so, for some odd reason, because I stopped competitively surfing from 16, I think Duma must have been... I don't know, eight or something, you know, oh, like wow. rum. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't connect. And then when I moved, when I was here, well, I've been here way longer, but a lot of people would come up to me and be like, who's this guy? You know? And then, um, um, so eventually we connected. And um, I thought he'd be the perfect guy to join the team with GA and to help me build the mission of, you know, community. And- so
1: was, was the GA already... Uh- conceived and then you you approached Duma to help you start it yeah
2: the idea of GA was established with like literally the founding of like my wife and I you know and um but I needed a good team you know I needed to make sure I I could have a designer I needed someone that was good with marketing I'm more of like kind of like a good business guy you know and uh and that's how that came about and um Yeah, Duma was a really important part um, of helping build the brand in those early years. You guys made a good duo. Yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, And uh, there was a special thing that we had there, like everyone would be like, oh, it's Gavin Duma, the two South Africans, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you started in
0: August 2015, or around there?
2: Yeah, I think so. Or opened the
0: doors, but probably started on the concept. Earlier
2: than yeah, I think we started like a good like eight months before trying yeah. to figure out names and locations and um, all that kind of stuff. Location
0: yeah. is key. I mean, that's a pretty that place
2: scene, insane like location where you're at. Yeah, so that's funny, so a South African dude owns the building. Oh, yeah. so, so, so now yeah. we're getting full circle here, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't know yeah. you had a South African hey, build, You know South owner, Africans, South African. we, we stick yeah. together, Yeah. Oh <laughs> Dude, Not Lagu- as bad as the Persians, though. It's all good. <laughs> Laguna Beach <laughs> has a, a bunch of South Africans yeah, too, right? Actually, I know. A- I know a lot of them. But, like. I- Spears and. Mt. and so you already
0: had roots here in venice and that's why you wanted to keep it close you really liked it because i mean there's a lot of surf culture up and down the coast in california you could have picked anywhere and probably been successful with your yeah you know your idea no
2: i love venice because there's just so much heritage and history in venice and even though venice is kind of like there's a part of it that's kooky now with all these tech companies and stuff it doesn't matter because like there's just there's so much heritage here i mean this is like the birth of like skateboarding comes out of venice right like it's it's there's a lot to it and and that's what i love about it you know yeah Uh, and i think there's a part of general mission that tries to like keep reviving a part of that you know a little bit yeah Yeah. but but we don't consider ourselves to be this very specific venice brand no we're a more broader california idea yeah and i I think venice represents something as a broad statement within california for sure yeah
0: Um, you're not just surf you're not just Venice skater street, or are kind of like, yeah, like you said, your appeal, why why you guys are probably so successful is you know, you get a lot of tourism here and yeah. you know, you get a lot of different like mix of customers. So, yeah, gotta, gotta yeah. be broad.
1: What was your original plan for general admission? D- you didn't want a surf job, right?
2: Um, you we, to- were, you know, we kind cl- like, yeah, the initial plan was to be a, like, I think a little bit more surf where we'd have surf vibe because you know, Duma is obviously hardcore surfer, I surf. So we, you know, we decided to sell some surfboards in the beginning and do a little bit of surf in the brand, but we were always like confused on whether or not we should play on it in a big way or not, just because like so many brands started doing it like Saturdays and Pilgrim and, you know, um, so yeah, I think the core of it was just because we did it, like we wanted to do it, but then we kind of evolved, you know, a little bit from there. Um, yeah
1: you're you're one of the best i i guess streetwear slash men's boutiques in the in the world right
2: (laughs) uh i don't i don't know i'm Um, i'm claiming it yeah i mean i think we're one of those first uh stores that sort of has surf culture embedded in it even though we don't even carry boards today but then we're able to curate street brands around that and i don't think that really exists Um, But, you know, I think the idea is still evolving. And we want to create our own path. We don't want to be considered streetwear. We don't want to be considered menswear. We just want to have our own fucking thing. Yeah. And that's GA. And that's where GA is headed, you know. Was Um, it
0: always a mission to have, you know, a private label brand and flagship store? And that's what kind of this store is, gives you that ability to...
2: Yeah, you know, my so like in the beginning, like my network with design was not crazy because I came from the mass world of production, you know. And so I wasn't really connected in the design world as much. And we've definitely run through a couple designers here or there. Um and I think that's been the biggest challenge is just making like insanely sick good product, you know? Yeah. And also finding all the resources downtown and like we don't want to make stuff overseas. We want to keep the the production here. And so it's it's been a good four or five years of refining how to do that well yeah and i think we finally have like the most insane team you know we've got this japanese dude um that is helping design the collection with me he's uh he, he he also helps me with my brain dead stuff that we do he does a lot of the production he has a really sick little perspective on design that is classic and timeless with a little bit of vibe to it mm-hmm. um, we've got a good kid involved that's doing all the marketing this kid Merko. And uh, you know also Jonas, who's the guy on the ground at GA, being the face of GA. He comes from you know used to sell banks back in the day. Comes from the the industry. He surfs, he rips. His his girlfriend rips even harder than him. (laughs) Um, And yeah, you know we hopefully want to get a cafe and open in there too soon, um, and really create this beautiful experience in there. Um, But I think we're finally like it took a good five years of a figuring out like what path we want to go uh, be just building a good team. And there's been a lot of great people that have come into GA and gone and all those people have contributed in a really amazing way that have built what we have, yeah. you know. Um, but now I think we're, we're, it's taken five years of a little bit of pain yeah, to refine the idea, you know, and sounds
0: uh, like a little bit like surfing, you know, you have good days, bad days. Some days you're, you're on point, you're ripping some days, you know, it's kind of, yeah. you, you know, like the way you're describing the last five years is kind of like.
2: Well, in Venice, it's most, you know? most of the days is shit surfing. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it, That's you know, one in ten in yeah, Venice. Right? One thing
1: that I've learned, it's like, you know, tomorrow is a different ser- set of circumstances, right? Like yeah. what's great today could be shit tomorrow yeah and well would, you yeah. have to constantly be on top of it so you're not you know stuck in the shit yeah well the the, the trends change ever so fast now yeah. than ever
0: and you know you obviously got to stay ahead of the curve and 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 have the stuff that's different than mainstream you know yeah, yeah. as soon as you come out with something cool or or, or on something cool main street's biting at your heels yeah. true and blowing it up
2: very true
1: yeah it's got to be I mean, that's the
2: idea for us is to create something that can't be replicated. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's the and ultimate thing. Honestly,
1: if you're true to yourself, right, and you don't venture out and try to experiment too hard, because people see that, right? If you're trying too hard to do, to do something different, you're not cool, you know?
2: I mean, honestly, I feel like we've had a lot of that over the last five yeah. years, trying to be something we're not. Yeah. You know? And people, especially in today's world of social media and all that, like... Yeah people can redirect into something that's not authentic. Yeah, yeah. You know? for sure.
0: So what do you guys really focus on? I mean, I saw on your site, like, I mean, apparel, obviously, books, mm-hmm. bath, body works, like jewelry, mm-hmm. so music. The, the idea
2: for GA is to be a complete lifestyle brand. Yeah. Um, and so when we open up our cafe, there's gonna be a cafe component, but then the actual product component is really gonna be complete lifestyle goods. We want you to walk into GA and feel like you want a part of all the different products in your life, which would be clothing that you'd want to wear yep. to home products that you'd want to have in your house. And that's, you know, we really want to create a, a specific perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Is what GA will be.
1: It's funny. I was in there uh, a couple months ago, and this tourist lady, she, she looked, I think she was from New York or something, and she bought one of those like ceramic. Takate cans or whatever, yeah, but it was ceramic. It was like a a pot holder, yeah. And I'm just like thinking, wow, this place can sell really anything. (laughs) I mean, we've that's what we've
2: discovered, and it's kind of cool because I'm bringing my wife into it now, and she's the one that's like designing like all these really cool home good stuff that we're making in different locations around Mexico Mm. with all these different artisans. And that's GA. It's like we want to create a lifestyle idea, not like we're not trying to be the next big fashion brand. Like that's not what we're doing. Yeah, we want to create a brand identity that you want to like, you want to fuck with in your life. Yeah, you know that's that's what G, that's what we want to try and create.
1: So, you know, part of our show, we talk about like business owners and how business owners support the community. Yeah, and and the you know, you have a business and you have like you were saying, you have a lot of people that contribute. How many? Employees, do you have now?
2: So Ga, we have one, two, three, four. So there's six of us, including my wife um, and myself. Still small. Once we open up the cafe, we'll probably add like another four or five people. Yeah. So we'll be at like ten plus.
1: And and those six people of Ga's is, is that um. Full full time, part time.
2: Yeah. Um. Pretty much full time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's what like we want to help remind people instead yeah. of like shopping at you know h
2: m wherever, <laughs>
1: wherever you know wherever shitty yeah. place that you would rather not go yeah. you got to support these local yeah. businesses because you're supporting the local community yeah and, yeah and
0: getting cool stuff but yeah it's supporting you know yeah. you're going in there for a reason you know but the fact that you know when when people understand what you're involved in on the community with your guys and events yeah and yeah let's talk
1: about that yeah. i mean yeah. you guys throw a lot we of do kick-ass community yeah.
2: kick-ass parties and yeah man we just had one this last sunday called brooks fest yeah. which uh which was the idea like so i guess abikini festival happens once a year and it's a huge huge thing and It started off as the idea of like creating awareness around our shop like hey guys it's us we're also a Venice shop we're down here you know on the opposite side side kind (laughs) of thing but now it's become like almost like the offshoot party to be on the same day as the Abikini festival Um, but yeah you know the parties like you know and also when Dumo was involved we had the craziest parties you know like so much fun it's just so much fucking work putting on all these parties (laughs) So we've reduced a lot of how many parties we have and we only want to do like a couple that are just crazy. Yeah. You know, like not have a hundred. So is that have parking three.
1: lot yours? Part well the... we,
2: we have parking spaces that we yeah. lease, um, and we have the ability like the land, you know, with the landlord to to use it for some events. Yeah.
1: It yeah. definitely helps uh, create the yeah it definitely does it's, it's a unique yeah. it's such
2: a unique property man it's got yeah. the parking lot it's a 1920s venice building that apparently timothy larry used to live in no way um yeah. and you know just dropped there's, acid there probably <laughs> there's photos of the doors standing outside the building you know yeah. the oh, really? yeah and it's like it's sandwiched in a neighborhood so there's no retail around it but then it's like also sandwiched between the boardwalk yeah. and abikini so yeah, it's, it's sort of it's like its own identity, yeah you know.
0: Yeah, perfect crossroads on the way to the beach, the boardwalk. Yeah, to have it, which that's a very high traffic foot street because you can't really park anywhere
2: down there. You can't. It's honestly, it's been a challenge making retail work there because it's not like people are coming there to shop. Other people are walking down to the beach, or yeah. it, you know, it's it's definitely been challenging. We're the only store there, so it's yeah. like you know, you got to convince people to. I think in today's world we and they get to co have a cup of coffee somewhere and then buy something they don't just come to your store to you know it, it, there's a so the reason why we did a lot of those parties was to create this vibe and energy yeah. that people would be like they want to come there you know Yeah. and it was yeah it's a lot of work doing that stuff
0: yeah well it looks like through all those events and you know activations and and, and you know kind of like this uh brooks fest you have a lot of Good reach with DJs and stuff, which is important for any event. Having like that music aspect, yeah. And it seems like you guys are pretty involved on like at least having those downloaded on the site and, and you know kind of these you know mixes, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. You like you like music?
2: Yeah, I think um, for us, General Mission culturally is like it's all about culturally about like music and art and design you guys you know?
0: sell any like old vinyl there or
2: so in our new store build out we're gonna have a big vinyl section Sick. and with like vintage surround like connected seems like speakers that's researching
0: quite a bit right now with like the old Retro, retro re- record players coming out and replacing yeah. a
2: vinyl. Yeah, the most important thing is the sound. The sound quality of like old vintage speakers with vinyl is yeah. like the coolest, like raw sound you can hear. Yeah. You know?
1: So, on on top of GA, you also have other businesses. Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. So, I'm the investor behind Garrett Light Eyewear. Nice. Um, luxury Eyewear. He was the son of Oliver Peoples. Hmm. Um, he's built an amazing business I've been involved with him for like six years cool. amazing entrepreneur he's from Venice um, and then also recently from about two years ago got involved with a streetwear fashion label called braindead okay which is a sort of like new weird streetwear idea with some you know really good creative director behind it uh, which is a business that I help run nice so yeah that's my focus and just you know right now I think I almost got involved in too many things the last couple of years. And for me now, I just want to be focused on, you know, those three things. Yeah. More specifically, Brain Dead and general mission is my focus. Yeah.
0: Well, I bet you get kind of sought after for, for consulting or being partners, you know, based yeah. on the success of, you know, your past and the store and everything
2: yeah yeah definitely me, me and Lyndon are
0: working on a, a brand you know we were gonna hit you up after <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. you know man like
2: honestly I'm the type of dude that like I I really like helping people yeah and I get hit up a lot and I, I like helping people you know but uh there's definitely times where like sometimes like people maybe take advantage of you or whatever yeah. you know and I'm like yeah. come on man like but yeah man, I love helping good people you know that's that's cool. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that's it makes me stoked yeah know? Yeah. and I
0: think once you're you're successful and you know how hard it is to grind it out and any advice you could help people like streamline and not make the same mistakes, I mean it's got to be rewarding to kind of like help guide and you know yeah groom, groom somebody that wants to go down the same path or even you know and some, you know some, what
2: man sometimes it's okay to make mistakes because you can only really learn sometimes by making mistakes yeah. yeah you know so yeah
1: no one there's no successful business or venture without mistakes for sure
2: yeah no and i think successful entrepreneurs how they deal with mistakes is yep. what makes them successful yep. yeah. some people can deal with it really bad and they don't move forward you know yeah so yeah um a
1: couple of random questions that we yep. always talk about i've invited you to the wave pool have you been to the wave pool yet
2: i have not you still haven't i have not been uh, why not uh i don't seems like a far drive to surf one wave. You yeah. we'll definitely afford it. Right. I don't know, dude. I've heard, I've heard deep pockets of going into that pool. Um, do you
1: have a, a desire to do it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I'm super down. Um, you know, I'm just like, if I go surf somewhere, I want to get a lot of waves. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. fucking wait three hours to get one wave that I might fall off on. You know, she like, be pissed. So I, went, yeah. I went to Waco, you know, and that pool was super fun. Super fun. Yeah. Right? I had like, you know, you just you you Shit torture your legs, you know, and then you go eat like some Texan barbecue afterwards. It's yeah, really sick. <laughs> when did you go there? Um, man, like maybe like, maybe like six months ago, maybe really? eight months ago. Yeah. yeah. Did you just surf one just
1: session just, or um, a couple sessions? A couple
2: sessions.
0: Hey,
2: if you want to get the gr- a group together and go rent it out, yeah. one day, it's a lot less and
0: it's I, super fun. I actually tagged along with some rich dudes that rented it out. what do you think man. I'm trying to do right here? <laughs> dude,
2: I don't. I'm like the worst Jew. I I don't spend. <laughs> I don't fucking spend unnecessary money. You know, I'm like if I'm getting tagged into that, cool. Otherwise, I'm gonna go go in the ocean and get my free surf on. You know. Yeah, yeah. I hear
1: ya. Yeah. Well, I hope someday. I can enjoy a session with you at the ranch. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah me, too, too me too, what, Me too. Late
0: what, night. what episode are we on? Like 26. I still haven't gone. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> the next
2: out-of-known invite, I'll go. I usually give it to Jonas. He cruises up yeah. there. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get, a, get one, get a couple waves, show the boys what's up in that pool, you know. Dude. So not <laughs> man-made
0: waves, but what's your best like surf trip that you've ever been on?
2: Cloudbreak, break, man. Cloudbreak. break. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Cloudbreak trip I went on with Duma, another buddy of mine, James, it was the gnarliest surf I've ever seen. It Pump was like big. 10 to 12 feet, but it was a long period swell, Ooh. so there's so much water moving over the reef, and yeah. it was so scary. So scary. Duma obviously just jumps straight off the boat, goes straight up in the lineup on the top of the peak and starts charging. I'm like sitting on the shoulder just watching some of these waves coming by and then slowly working my way up, you know, the yeah. point. And it was just like so scary, I didn't have the right board on me, the right equipment, like, you know, and it was gnarly. Yeah. It was a scary wave. I I,
0: I just went in and first day, I mean, first pumping, you know, jump off the boat and I'm like, cool, it's fine. I'm like, oh, I might be under a gun. Holy, holy. Whoa, what? You know, like dodging some big bombs. Yeah. And then Alex Gray paddles out and oh, it just tames he's it. like, is there any barrels? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of shifty and kind of almond, you know, not really. And then this like second reef, just black hole pops up and his eyes get that big. And he, he paddles like a hundred yards past the farthest person on the point And he sat there for like 30 minutes. Like, cause they, they just, it was so sporadic. They weren't really coming, but he did get a couple of like really sick
1: ones.
2: Yeah, yes. next next time I go out there I'm going with the right equipment, but I wanna keep charging that place. It's so sick. So I've never sick. been. Someday yeah. I'll
1: get there. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. So what do you someday. think about the the Olympics with surfing in the Olympics? No,
2: I think it's rad. You know, I think uh I think it's just gonna keep keep growing the sport and awareness of the sport. You know, there's a part of like what I think the WSL has done that is super kooky to surfing, but then there's also a part that I think they're doing a really good job to yeah. like, you know, grow, we're, grow, grow the the sport. Yeah. You know?
0: With with us being surfers, and you're, obviously we're going to critique the WSL like just like anything, like your buddy or you know, it's like yeah. I'm a big fan of surfing, and there's a lot of stuff I love about it, but like you said, they're they're appealing to that mass audience, so yeah. it kind
1: of gets kooky. Yeah.
0: But, the know, only thing understand. I
1: I don't like is the Jeep commercial. That's
2: funny. <laughs> I ride waves, <laughs> mountains, sand, sand hillsides. Mud. <laughs> it's the worst yeah. commercial.
1: I mean I don't know how that gap passed everybody and they keep playing it. Yeah, it's oh, kinda oh, crazy some
2: you know. Wait it's up, funny bro. how yeah, it's just it's hard for some of the It's just <laughs> funny how on a core thing, something is not core. Yeah, right, if that makes sense. It, like,
1: it's a fine line that they have to, to walk. We, yeah. I mean, dude, like the quality of the broadcasts, the way yeah. that the surfers are, you know. Yeah, I think you know it's some, elevated. Some
0: some surfers interview really well. Some are just like, did did you Come see on, the people,
1: like, put it together? <laughs> Ed Kalo, Yeah. No, no, no. Was, uh, oh, no
2: um Griffin. Griffin. Oh, that did you see that interview? Griffin. No.
1: Dude, it's insane
2: he said he had to take a number two during his heat, yeah. and he ran out and like that's yeah. he, he
1: took off his jersey took and, off his wetsuit dropped off the kids <laughs> yeah. and, and that stuff i appreciate because
0: they're being real and yeah I, and that's what I, I i genuinely like when they do interviews yeah. it's just when you know they're not putting together and you know i don't know it's kind of kooky yeah. sometimes but for the most part like the behind the scenes stuff that, oh, like, it's killer like uh Peter King does, and yeah. some of those raw footage
1: lines. I love it. I love it's it. It's cool. Stab's doing yeah. a great job with that no contest. Yeah, yeah. Man.
2: I love Stab. I think Stab's, uh, you know, Sam is he's 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 got amazing vision for yeah. it, for it. Stab is, and honestly, Stab's like the one thing that is reviving a part of like that cool factor of surfing. Yeah, you yeah. Know?
1: the contest. Uh, at the wave pool, yeah, that's amazing. So sick. They do a and good job. Do- the stab in the dark, that yeah. was freaking yeah. genius. But they do yeah. a good job of
0: promoting surfing in general, but not just the contest surfers, yeah. but the personality yeah. or or Have, the, you, have or you, watched the, you watched the no contest yet? No,
2: it's that's pretty sick insane. with Ashton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. He's yeah. the, the Ashton's the best dude ever. He, too.
0: Yeah, we'd love to get him mm-hmm. on the show if you. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. it
0: but yeah, I mean, it, it, they tap into you know kind of a different arena of, of the take on surf, you know, and, yeah. and yeah.
1: behind the scenes, and, and they kinda, do like a a report on the on the culture yeah. of each stop. So it's yeah. pretty bitchin'. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, foiling, you been foiling Fuck yet? Fuck
2: foiling. <laughs> Foilers must die. Kite surf? Okay, nope.
0: <laughs> Nothing. Keep it real. I, I'm so busy, and I, I tell everybody, I'm like, I if, if I didn't have a job, yeah, I'd golf, I'd kite, I. I'd, I do all this stuff, but I got three jobs and three kids and a wife. And, I, you know, I, yeah. if I'm not surfing, I'm working. And if I'm not, you know, working, I'm trying to hang out with my kids and surf. Yeah. Like real surf.
2: Yeah, I just, uh, you know, if you're going to foil, go do it where there's no one, you know? Yeah. Like, I was just kind of, uh, of obnoxious and like, huh? Is it happening here? Uh, a little bit over here, not yeah. as much, you know? But, you know, I hear all good stories about it and all that, but it's like, Dude, when there's waves, we're we're in the water. I want to be in the water, yeah, not on top of the water, you know. Yeah. When's the
1: last time you surfed?
2: Uh, two days ago. It was kind of fun out here.
1: Yeah, it's been uh,
0: good, good yeah. early fall. I last month with a little combo yeah. water still so damn warm.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of bummed we never got any big south swells, you know. Yeah, I was really hoping for a couple of closeout barrels. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come down to our head, it's always closed up. No, yeah. just kidding. Last month, like I said, last couple you know months have been good, good combo swell. Yeah been fun um i mean what else are we talk
2: about i mean anything you
1: want to promote pro- yeah. for the future or are you
2: um no i'm not a promotional guy i guess yeah <laughs> i uh i just want to keep doing some good shit you know and uh yeah wow. that's pretty much it you know I, lo- I love surfing surfing is a part of who i am um but it's also not a like I don't I don't see myself within my business as being like the surf business guy that right. promotes surfing yeah it's just like a cultural part of who I am yep you know um but yeah nothing nothing much man
0: any other maybe additional stores of general mission is to focus here no i think
2: the first focus is to really refine everything refine what we're doing yeah. and it's taken time it's taken money but it's like you know it's a complete passion love project yeah. and it's like i'm really trying to create something that has not been done yeah and hope it, with the hopes that it's going to really take off and work but i think there's a little spot side of it that is working already and that i'm really stoked about you know
0: yeah well the store is beautiful and if anybody like you know wants to come check out cool products with a cool staff and a cool area like come come check out general
1: mission yeah yeah and it's 52 Brooks
2: 52 Brooks Ave in Venice and it's in between the boardwalk and Abikini don't go to Abikini because it sucks (laughs) (laughs) True. Uh,
1: True. so you kind of mentioned that you might have something brewing a second location no
2: no. 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 And honestly, dude, like you know, when I see brands open up like tons of multiple locations, it's like for us, General Missions this like beautiful cultural brand. Like yeah. how do we replicate that culture in different locations? Be you know, otherwise it's just gonna be a product thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the future of GA, if we do expand and open into different locations, it's going to be diff- Like, it'll be more true to where we are. Yeah. And it's just not going to be a, you know, copy and paste sort of idea. Yeah. You almost you have know?
0: to find somebody that has, you know, the identical mindset in that yeah. culture, in that area. And, and, and they could, those. yeah, simulate that like local community that you, and it's hard to replicate that.
2: No, you know, that's also not authentic hundred yeah. percent like i the problem i have like we have i think seven garrett light stores and one of our hardest part of what we do in those stores is the staffing and sometimes we would send our venice dudes that work in the venice store to a store in texas yeah and just and, and immediately sales are up by 30 percent. you know mm. like because yeah. they get uh, the, the vibe Yeah, you know, the they just they create and communicate that yeah energy of what the brand is in that location it's cool and It's yeah it's, that's what makes General Mission so special. You walk in there and you have this complete authentic thing where you got kids from Venice that work there. Yeah. You got people that are part of the brand there. And it's like how do you replicate that in a different place? Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be that. Like for us we have an e commerce out outlet to grow. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't you know, it it could be more of a cafe in a different location that's different. Like Yeah. So no future plans right now. The first plan is to try, you know, to really make what we have going on over there work. Cool. Yeah. Well,
1: looks like you're doing a good job. Yeah. Thank you. Well, man, I think we covered everything we needed to cover today. Yeah. Um. I Gav, it. someday, hope you you. Uh, w- hopefully, we get to go with you on your boat trip. <laughs> Not for a month, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not, you
2: know, a couple more years, I'll be there, hopefully. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to do that. It seems like Indo's kind of, uh, there's a lot of people in Indo now, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not as like back in the day, no. like when you see those old search ripple, you know, movies yeah. and things like that, like, well, when, that's what really like inspired that's everywhere. When Lara yeah.
1: was uh, a younger pro, yeah. traveling the world, like, you'd have what, one other boat? At, at best maybe at yeah. most yeah, I most, mean, yeah 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 it's
0: pretty spectacular back in the day yeah it still is now but it's packed but you know what that's that's kind of the surfing world everywhere's packed but there's yeah. still a lot of you know time in right i still breakfast. surf south side by myself sometimes oh my god <laughs> i don't see anybody when i paddle out so it doesn't really matter you're behind me oh sorry bro He's mm. one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's all business out in the uh,
1: world. No, just you're a burner, cool. huh? No,
2: <laughs> no, there you go. Uh, sometimes.
1: Well, hey, yeah. you, you uh, Gavin Dogan, General yeah. Admission, Garrett Light, Brain Dead. Yeah, uh, you've accomplished. Threepeat over here, dude. Yeah, a lot of great things. Uh, you're an immigrant from South Africa, living the American dream. Uh, yeah. You worked hard for it yes um, we thank you for supporting our brands yeah. um and the community uh it, it's great to have people like you on the show uh congratulations yeah, yeah congratulations. thank you thank nice love you guys man we should, what we you should you're should do is rad you thank know? you very much you're the yeah. Best. yeah
0: congrats congrats. Cool. congrats thank you and that's a wrap folks peace out